Hey, this is Chelsea Emery from Christ Walk Church, and this is our podcast. For more information about our church, visit thechristwalk.com. We hope this message encourages you to live for something more. Thanks for listening. Christ Walk, how's everybody doing this morning? It is so good to see you all, to be with you all today. Um, today's going to be just a little bit different than maybe my normal message. Um, it's Vision Sunday, and uh, I'm going to do my best to kind of articulate and to mine out some things out of, out of my heart and out of my spirit that have been kind of percolating there for, for quite some time and that I, we've, we've been working through um, really over the past many months here um, as, as a church, as our team, with our staff and everything. But um, before, we, before we jump in, like, I just, there, there's a weight today that I feel. And I, wanna, I don't want to move uh, any further beyond this moment. I want to be sure that, um, that this morning that you're hearing from the Lord and that you're not just hearing from Blake. Because today is going to change everything. And so um, before we jump in this morning, would, would you do me a favor and would you just stretch your hand this way and would you pray for me as I prepare to bring and, and mine out the things that God has placed in my heart today? God, I open my hands and I just surrender to you this morning, God. This isn't about me. God, I just want to be your vessel. God, I, pr- I pray that, that right now, Lord, that you would, you would move on me with the power of the Holy Ghost, Father. Lord, that you would give me the ability to speak clearly, effectively, God. That you would help me to pull out the things that, that you have placed in my heart for the vision that you have for this house and for these people and for this city. God, that I could, I could communicate it well. God, I pray that out of this, Lord, that this just wouldn't be some sort of feel-good, rah-rah message, but that our hearts and our lives would be challenged, and that through that, we would be changed, transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit. Everything that you're wanting to do in and through us, Lord, I give my life over to you. My words, my thoughts, my actions, Lord, all of me, let me take second place and let your cross be magnified and glorified in this room today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, if you got your Bibles, you got a smart device, um, you can turn with me or swipe with me to the Gospel of John. It's in the New Testament, uh, the fourth book in, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We call those books the Gospels because gospel means good news. And the reason those four books in particular are good news is because they tell the story of the life and teachings of Jesus. And we are going to take a look in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, at a verse that literally has, its, for me, it's kind of a life verse. If you will, it's something that on the regular and not just here of recent, it's, it's something that for, for years and years and years, as long as I've been in ministry and even before then, a verse that I have just connected with and that I go back to the well of over and over and over. And so we're going to land there in just a minute. 
But before we do that, I mean, 80 years. Like how, you can clap for that, that's okay. In, and and I, I've, I find it interesting that in a year that is just chock full of adversity and challenges at every turn that we would be gathering together as a people to celebrate 80 years and just saying, look at what the Lord has done, right? Like in, in the face of adversity and challenge, not just here in 2020, but from all the way back since 1940, and look what the Lord has done. The fact that we are here meeting this morning, that we're gathered together, it's just a testimony to his goodness and his faithfulness and his, his lavish love and grace that he has for us. And I'm excited about today. I'm excited um, to eat some free food truck meals afterwards. Um, but man, I'm excited really about finally getting to make public some things that, um, that I've been holding on to for a long time. Um, things that have been in my heart since before I even became the pastor of Christ Walk Church. But definitely um, as we uh, as we look ahead or as I look ahead to February, which will roll over three years that I've been the pastor here and just some things that God has done in me and thank you. Um, but before we get into all of that, um, the fact that we're celebrating 80 years and that number in particular is not lost on me. It's, it's big enough that the majority, if not all of us in this room, um, but at least the vast majority, like we didn't even exist. When, when God put a dream in a man's heart to come and plant a life-giving church in the city of Fernandina Beach, Florida. And, and as, I, as I stand here in this moment and I think back over those 80 years, of which I have been alive, not quite half of them <laughs> next year. Next year. To this, this was my last birthday that I celebrated this year because next year. Um, but I've not been alive for quite half of them, but, but I think back over the, the 25 pastors of this church in that 80-year period, and I think back of, about the, the countless staff members that have been on the team here. I think about um, the countless church members and attendees that have come along during that time to support the vision over those past 80 years. And, and the majority of those people that, that find themselves in that group, the majority of those people have um, either since gone on to be with the Lord. Um, many of them have moved away from this area and no longer call Christ Walk home. And, and then there's, there's a handful of them that have, have moved away from Christ Walk as their home church and decided to attend another church elsewhere for, for whatever reason. 
Um, But the fact remains that today we stand here, we sit here, we gather here together, not in spite of those people, but because of those people. And so I think it's important for us before, like, I've got to real like, Christ Walk didn't start three years ago when I became the pastor. And so I stand on the shoulders of some giants that came before me. We sit in the seats of some giants that came before us. And so as we get into Vision Sunday and we celebrate 80 years, I I think after we give God his glory and his due for his goodness and faithfulness over those 80 years, I think it's important for us to honor those that came before us and that have carried the vision of this house to get us to this point in our history. So can we just give those people... A hand clap. And then for those of you that are here, you're watching with us online, that you call this place home. You call me your pastor. Can we give you a hand clap for being a part of what God is doing right here at Christ Walk Church? You know, whether we're talking about, I've heard, you know, we're celebrating 80th birthday, 80th anniversary. I don't know. All I know is 80 is a big number and it's a long time. And, and when in human terms, when something, when someone turns 80 or when, when someone's been married for 80 years and they're celebrating an anniversary or whatever, we, we consider that like, like a life well lived, right? We kind of give that person a free pass. I mean, after all, they're 80. So we just say that like anything that happens beyond that time, we just consider it icing on the cake, right? And, and it would be easy for us to kind of take that attitude and say, well, 80 years, look what the Lord has done. All right, let's just coast. But this isn't human terms. We're not on the downhill slide. I would attest to those of you that are here, those of you that are within earshot of my voice, that, that we're just getting started with what God is wanting to do in and through this house. And what I know more than ever is that our city and our world need us now more than they ever have before. We, we, we find ourselves in a time where we are closer to the return of Jesus than we have ever been before. And as that day approaches... Our responsibility, your responsibility, my responsibility, our responsibility of modeling what it means to follow after Christ and serving as his hands and his feet to the world around us and inviting others to be a part of that family by widening the doors and lengthening the table is only going to increase. It's only going to get heavier and more urgent with every passing day. And so today, as we celebrate 80 years of existence as a church, this is not a day to believe that we have somehow arrived and that we have fulfilled the mission. We cannot begin to rest on our laurels and just coast into eternity because God's call is still clear for you and me that the road ahead is gonna be hard. The road ahead is gonna be hard, but we must embrace that road with both passion and purpose. We must ensure that what began 80 years ago doesn't end with us. 
What began before the majority of us was, were, were born doesn't stop with us. We've got to be sure that what began 80 years ago continues on for the next 80 years and beyond. And so God has brought us together. He has ordained this moment. He has consecrated and called the people that are here, the people that are watching with us, the people that call this place home. He has, he has brought us together for a moment and a time such as this so that we can be a part of leaving a lasting legacy. I have no interest in pastoring a church that when I cease to be the pastor, the doors close. I am not the end. We are not the end. We're just a means to it. And we've been called and placed here to, to, to fill that role and fill that gap, to move it along should the Lord decide to tarry. That it's going to outlast all of us and carry on for future generations. But in order for that to be possible, together, we've got to figure out some new ways to minister to an ever-changing community and the world in which it resides. See, we'll never get to where we want to go by doing the things that we've always done and just staying the same. And well, this is good. Let's just do that. Maybe a better way to say that is, what got us here won't get us there. And so if we're going to make it for another 80 years, if we're going to be around for another 80 years, we've got to do everything that we can to make sure that we are adding value to the community that is around us and meeting the felt needs of its people as we point them in the direction of Jesus Christ. And some of you may say, well, what, what are these kinds of needs that you're talking about? What are these felt needs? What's, what's this adding value? And, and as I kind of survey the landscape of the community in which we live, and, and it's certainly not unique um, in comparison with any other community across the country, um, but, but the felt needs that people experience as we, as we look just over the landscape of the society and culture in which we live, there, there's needs in regard to people's marriages, that, that people want their marriages to be fulfilled and, or they want to be fulfilled in their marriages. They want their marriages to thrive. They want to overcome the onslaught of divorce, and the, 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 the plague and the epidemic of divorce that is, that's hit our country. They, they, want to, they want to be able to stand together as husband and wife united against infidelity and that their marriages be guarded from any of those um, outside influences that would come in and bring about division and separation. There are people that have, have needs in regard to their family or their parenting. We need to come alongside of those people and help them to deal with the stresses of trying to raise well-rounded children and successfully launch them into adulthood. We need to come alongside people who have, who have needs and, and, and dreams and goals in terms of their finances that, that they're seeking to rise above simply living to, from paycheck to paycheck. And instead, they want to position themselves that they can be able to live and give like no one else. 
There's people out there that have needs when it comes to to freedom. They need freedom from their sin, freedom from struggles, freedom from strongholds, freedom from the baggage of their past that weighs them down. It's our responsibility to help see that happen. There are people in our community that are feeling lost and alone and unloved and unknown and uncared for and helpless. And we need to be sure that they find connectivity, that they find relationships, that there is a place that they are welcomed in and that they belong. There are people in our community that are simply looking for fulfillment from their life. They want to see their dreams become a reality. They want to make an impact and they want to do something to leave a legacy on this earth and be a part of something so much bigger than themselves. And at the core of all of these needs is one simple thing, just one. It's hope. That's what people need. That's what people want. That's what people are looking for. They are looking for hope. The single mom trying to raise three kids on a minimum wage salary has hope that one day she will be able to rise up out of poverty and set her children on the path for success. The white collar CEO with an oceanfront condo Despite having it all, he just hopes that one day he'll finally be known, loved, and cared for and have someone to share all of it with. The 20-something suburban couple just starting out in their marriage, they're struggling to keep up with the Joneses trying to live the American dream. They want their marriage to be the best that it can be, and they hope to be able to make a contribution to the world around them. Each of these people and all of those that fill into the gaps in between, they want their life to count. We all want to live on purpose for a purpose. And just like those that I've mentioned, no doubt at some point in your life, you've looked at the situation, you've looked at at your current standing and thought, surely there is more to life than this. That's hope. Oscar Wilde said it this way. He said, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist that is all. So if you're like me, that quote's a little bit above your head. So let me water it down just a little bit. Let's go to Captain McRae from Disney's Wally, <laughs> where he took Oscar Wilde's quote and said it this way, I don't want to survive. I want to live. Yes. See, that's the difference. There is a world out there that is merely surviving We need to call them out of that survival into true life so that they can, maybe some of them for the very first time, begin to really live. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says it this way. He says, a thief 
He's actually talking about the devil here. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. So you need to understand something. There is a real enemy out there, Satan. He wants nothing more than to destroy your life at every turn. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your purpose. He wants to take away everything that he possibly can for you. But he doesn't stop there. Then he wants to literally slaughter you, kill you, take your life. He does not want you to exist. But he doesn't even stop there. He wants to see if it were up to him, each and every one of us would have everything about this life that we enjoy ripped away. We would have our very life, the pulse that is, that is pounding in our veins. We would have that taken from us, but then we would be wiped off of this planet and that our place in history wouldn't even show up. He is against us at every turn. But Jesus says, I've come, go back, I've come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. See, the devil, he's wanting to come and he's wanting to take everything from you. But Jesus says, I've come to give everything to you, even more than you could ask or think until you overflow. And guess what happens? When you allow the Lord Jesus to download that kind of life into you and you begin to overflow, it begins to spill onto the people that are around you that you come in contact with. And it gives you an opportunity because they're going to look at you and say, there's something different about you. What do you have? And then you get to invite them to do this. Right here. Live for something more. Live for something more. That's the vision of this house. That is what I believe the Lord has placed in my heart, that, that I can see people all over Amelia Island, all over Fernandina Beach, all over Yulee and Callahan and Hilliard and Bryceville, Nassau County spilling over into Duval and to Camden and on and on and on. People that are choosing to no longer live just their way and just take life as it comes but they're choosing to live God's way, to truly live for something more. And as easy as it is for us to just say that, you and I both know that that's not just gonna happen by accident. That's not gonna happen by accident. We've, we've gotta take action in order to bring this about and, and make it come to fruition. And so there were some things that, that I and that, that we as a team, Sarah and I, that we have talked about and prayed about and that with Pastor Nate and Chelsea and 
with our council and our elders. And as we began to talk around this stuff, we decided that, that we needed some help to help, help us to kind of organize and, and, and put this stuff together. So we, we had the opportunity several months ago to work with um, a, a church growth and marketing strategist. To, to help us put some things together and, and in order to articulate who we wanted to be as a church and, and to, to put some language around and, and, and some direction to where we felt like the Lord was leading us as a church. We, we had it inside of us. We just weren't really sure what to do with it or how to organize it. And so by talking with this guy and, and working through countless sessions and, and, and doing, going through all of these exercises and everything, um, he was able to, to kind of help to mine out some of those things. And as we began talking and working through this process, all of a sudden things started to become really, really clear. And so if we're going to invite people to live for something more, then we have to have a strategy. We have to have a path that they can walk down that's, that's simple, that's, that's organized, and it's direct, and it's, it's clear in order for them to be able to achieve these goals and, 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 and to experience this kind of life that Jesus has for them. So our strategy for discipleship, because we, we are a church that we exist to inspire people to follow Jesus every day. So like, what? That sounds great, but what does it look like? What does it look like? Well, if you're taking notes, I want, I want to encourage you to write these down. There's four steps, many components within them. And I'm going to do my best to get this out today and then spend the next several weeks talking about this stuff in greater detail. But our strategy for discipleship, it starts with number one, we want to help people to know God. We want to help people to know God. And, and, and that primarily takes place within a setting just like this, where we're having an encounter with God through worship, through his word, through, through fellowship and, and congregating with other believers that we're, we're learning about him and we're celebrating him kind of begins this relationship where we're introducing people to the fact that there is a God that loves them who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that they would not have to pay the penalty of their sin, so that they would not have to experience death, but so they could have instead eternal life. So we want to welcome people into this place so that they can have an encounter with God and get to know him. We want to we wanna keep the, the, the lines of communication through our online services and, and social media accounts and those like, those all exist to open people's eyes to this idea that there is a God who loves them so much and wants to have a relationship with them through his son, Jesus Christ. And that he's not some far off God waiting to thump people over the head with a mallet or, a, you know, throw a, a lightning bolt at them when they mess up and know that he is a God who comes up close to us and that wants a deep, intimate relationship with us. And, and so we, we want to introduce people to and, and position them in order to be able to know God. And kind of some of the path that they would walk through is salvation when they surrender their life 
to Jesus Christ and then baptism in water where they go public with their faith in Jesus and then, and then taking next steps in order to practice spiritual disciplines like reading their Bible and praying and soap journaling and all of those things that I don't have enough time to talk about but that I could talk about forever. And then with each of these steps, not only is this the pathway, but we're, what we're trying to do is ultimately create a lane for us that this is put some guardrails on either side, and and this is our lane. This is what God has called us to, and so this is where we're going to stay. So along with each of these steps comes some core values, and so there's four steps. There's two core values that we're adopting as a church that are going to help to kind of bring some clarity around the culture that we're trying to build here and what we want the people that call this place home, what, what we want them to exemplify it's going to determine, these core values are going to become the lens that will help us to determine how we're going to continue to minister for the future. And, and it'll be, there'll be a measuring stick for each and every one of our lives, first and foremost, my own. And so when it comes to, to knowing God, these are the core values that we have in place, is that, that for Christ Walk Church, Jesus is our message, Period. Jesus is our message because the, the only real solution for the problems of this world is Jesus. That's it. It's, it's actually reflected in the name of our church that when we're inviting people, come live for something more. Well, how do I do that? Well, you got to start this thing called a Christ walk. You stop doing things your way. You start doing things his way because his way is best. And because of Jesus, come on. The best is yet to come. Jesus is our message. If it ain't Jesus, we don't want it. That's what we're about. It's an invitation to people to take part in a Christ walk and and model their lives after him because this is the best, and as far as I'm concerned, the only way worth living. And then people are our purpose. Jesus is our message, and people are our purpose. Or, I'm sorry, people are our mission. I typed that in wrong. <laughs> people are our mission, so scratch that. Got a little carried away. I thought that looked really funny. People are our mission. That's who we're going after. We're going after people. Because If not for people, then what's the point? I could stand up here every Sunday and proclaim the word of God. Our worship band could stand up here every Sunday and sing praise, but if there's not people that we're leading and that we're engaging with and that we're rubbing shoulders with and that we're doing life with, then what's the point? So Jesus is our message. People are our mission. And this leads to the fact that we want people to understand that if we personify it to ourselves, that I am loved. That's it. I'm loved. There's a God who loves me. There's a place that I belong. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I am loved by a heavenly father and I can have a relationship with him. But here's the problem. 
A lot of people, many of you here today, you'd be like, yeah, Pastor, like, we get that. That's not like rocket science or anything. But the rub is, is that a lot of people stop right there. We got churches full of people that just took that step and that step only. They stepped into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. They gave their heart and life over to him. They probably got baptized at some point in water. They may even read their Bible and pray, but that's it. They never move beyond that. So they're just consumers instead of contributors. They're, maybe in a different term, they're, they're simply renters of their faith instead of really owners of their faith. So if we're going to live for something more and we're going to experience that life abundantly that Jesus Christ promises us, then we've got to step past that. It's, it's not just, yes, knowing God, like that's what's going to uh, uh, secure our seat in heaven for all of eternity. But our faith in Jesus is not just a fire insurance policy. We've been called to something greater. We've been, we've been called to live for something more. And so we've got to move beyond that. And so we move beyond just knowing God to then finding community. We want people to find community. And this is most prevalently exemplified through our life groups. See, we were, we were made to be in a relationship with other people. This happened all the way back in Genesis at the very beginning where God created Adam and then he looked at Adam and said, it is not good for man to be alone. From the beginning, you and I, we were created to be in community, to be in, uh, uh, in relationship with other people. When, when, uh, when Jesus was asked in the New Testament, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, we are to first and foremost be in a relationship with our heavenly father, but... The second one is like it. We've got to love our neighbor as ourselves, be in right relationship with others. And that on those hang all the law and the prophets. The entire word of God rests on that principle. So we've got to find community through life groups to, to be able to connect with other people, to be able to live in community and to be able to care for one another. When it comes to finding community, these are our core values. Our core values are that honor is our calling. At Christ Walk Church, we honor up, we honor down, and we honor sideways. That means that there is no one that exists that is not worthy of us showing them honor. If they're in a position of authority over us, we honor them. If they are equal to us, we honor them. If they are someone that, that we are over and that we are serving, guess what? We honor them in everything. We show them honor with our words, our thoughts, our actions, with everything. That's what it means to be a part of this church. That's what it means to live for something more. It's to show honor. The second one is authenticity is our lifestyle. Authenticity is our lifestyle. 
on the one hand, that means that we're not going to be just a bunch of Sunday Christians. And that the only time we're about Jesus is when it's time to go to church and then we check off that box and then Monday through Saturday we live like hell. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to be authentic in our, in our faith, in our, 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 our Christ walk as Christ followers. But on the flip side of that, we're also not going to act like because of our relationship with Jesus that we're somehow better than the people that are around us. Acting like, you know, the, we hit a triple when we were born on third. We're not going to be like that. We're going to be authentic in our relationships with other people. And what this is going to allow us to realize personified is that I have value. Because guess what? When you show honor, it values other people. It gives them an opportunity to show you honor in return, which values you. When you live a life of authenticity, it honors those that are around you. It lets them know that this person's no better than me, that we're in this thing together and it values them. And by valuing them, you are valued too. That's what it means to be in relationships with people that we see that we've got something to contribute. We see that we have something that matters. We have value. So know God, find community. Third step on this path is to discover purpose. Discover purpose. There's a lot of people out there. I talk to people all the time that have no idea what God's call is on their life. Struggle with figuring it out. Want so desperately to find their place. We're gonna come alongside people and help them to discover this. Here in just a few weeks, we're gonna be launching something that we call Discover Track. It's simply an experience for people to, number one, discover who we are as a church. But number two, to discover who they are as a person, how God has created them, how he has gifted them, the personality that he has placed inside of them. Help to discover and, and dig into the passions that they have hidden in their hearts. So we'll discover who we are, you'll discover who you are, and then you'll discover what we can accomplish together, how our partnership together as a church body, that we can be a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. Our core values here that are going to mark the people of Christ Walk Church is that generosity is our identity. We are generous with our time, with our talent, with our treasure, and with our testimony. When there's a time to show up, guess what? We're going to be there. When there's something to do, guess what? We're, gonna, we're gonna, not only going to be there, we're going to contribute with our hands. When, when there's an opportunity to give and, and fuel the mission and vision of the house with our finances, we're going to position ourselves to do so, and we're going to give generously. And then we are going to tell anybody that will listen, and even a bunch of them that won't, what God is doing in and through our life with our testimony because that's who we are. Generosity is our identity. The people of Christ Walk Church are going to be marked as generous. People will know this is the place. That's the church. That's where all those generous people go. Why are we going to be generous? Because God's a giver. 
God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, the most precious gift. If he'll give that to us, then we need to give everything that we have back to him. So we're gonna be generous. Second part of that is that servanthood is our posture. This is the expectation. From the street to the stage and everywhere in between, we serve. Everybody serves. Because here's the fact of the matter. As your pastor, this is not me saying this because I want something from you. It's because I want something for you. And when we begin to serve, we are never more like Jesus than when we serve someone else. But the truth is that if you're not helping, then you're not helping. If you're not helping, then you're not helping. That's Christian consumerism. No, we haven't been called to be consumers. We've called to be contributors. That's what it means to live for something more. And if that hurts your feelings, there's a lot of other great churches in this city that would love for you to come and sit in their seats. This is not one of them. We serve. Point blank, period. Because that's how Jesus lived and the model and the example that he set for us. Servanthood is our posture. This allows us to realize that I am, we are generous. That's how God created us to be, open hands. Who can ascend, Psalm 24, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has open hands and a clean heart. You can't clean a dirty, uh, a closed hand. The only way to have clean hands and to stand in the presence of God is for your hand to be open and for you to be generous. That's who we're going to be. That's who we're gonna be. Number four. Know God, find community, discover purpose, and make a difference. Make a difference. We'll do this through our serve teams. This is where a collision of your personality, your gifts, your passions... They collide with the mission and the vision of God's church. This is where not only your life has been changed, but because you're utilizing your personality, your gifts, your passions, your abilities, because you're being generous with your time, your talent, your treasure, and your testimony, because you're choosing servanthood as a posture, that not only is your life being changed, but you are changing the life of someone else and spurring them on to follow Jesus, and, and they come into a relationship, they begin to know God, and they find community, and they discover purpose, and they begin to make a difference. It's where we link arms together as the body of Christ, and we become something so much bigger than just us. It creates this cycle. Our life is changed. We change the lives of others. Their life has changed. They change the life of others. And then pretty soon it starts to multiply and it takes the city by storm. And revival breaks out and a spiritual awakening takes place. Our values here is that excellence is our pursuit. Excellence is our pursuit. Excellence it doesn't mean expensive. It simply means doing the best we can to maximize 
the knowledge and the resources that we have at the time. Excellence means we don't have to be the best, we just have to be our best. That's what excellence is. In every single area of our life, I'm gonna be excellent in my marriage. I'm gonna be excellent in my job. I'm gonna do everything that I can to be excellent in my relationships with my kids. I'm gonna be excellent in my finances. I'm gonna be excellent. I'm gonna do the best I can with everything that God has blessed me with through the help of the Holy Spirit so that I can make a difference in the hearts and lives of those that are around me. And then the final core value is that God's heart is our passion. If it's something that he desires, if it's something that his heart beats for, then our heart beats for it. The lost, the marginalized, the overlooked, the enslaved, that's our passion right there. We long to see a world that accurately reflects the heart of God for his creation. And we will stop at nothing until we see it come to fruition. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to anything that's outside of those doors. But based on what I see, we've got a lot of work to do. So it's not time to rest on our laurels. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. This tells us right here, when we personify it, that I have influence. We have influence. God has positioned us to have influence in the lives, in the community that is around us. So that's the strategy. That's the pathway. That's where we're living. That's the direction that we're headed. I promise I'm gonna, I'm gonna unfold these and unpack these more in the, in the weeks to come. You'll probably get tired of hearing about it. But this strategy that we've just walked through supports something that I'm really excited about. Not only did this, uh, this guy that we worked with, not only did he help us to kind of curate and articulate this strategy and get it in, organized and in place and everything, but he helped us with a brand. The strategy supports the brand, the picture of who we are to the community, how those that are outside of this group, how they view us. And so we need to position ourselves to be able to be attractive to the people that don't call Christ Walk Church home. So we've got to be sure that there's something there on the forefront that they can see and connect with and identify with. And so our big announcement is that we're changing our logos as a church and we're changing the mark that is going to identify us as a church body moving forward that as a part of this strategy we want to put our best foot forward as a church so you guys ready to see them anybody excited to see them so this is the new christ walk church right here I am, I'm just giving everybody a moment to take it in. This is not just something that we thought looked cool, which I think it does look cool. But there's market research that's involved in this. We looked at demographics, we looked at the makeup of our community and we wanted to put forth 
um, a, a new brand that would represent ourselves well, but it would also connect with the community that is growing and thriving around us. And so I could talk about this for a really long time, but let me hit some high spots, all right? We don't want to be known in our community as CW any longer. That does not accurately communicate what we're inviting people to be a part of. We're not inviting people to be a part of initials. We're inviting them to be a part of a Christ walk, to live for something more. Christ walk is who and how we want to be known in this community. These these words, Christ walk church, they're represented by a font that it's, It's timeless, but it's also modern. Kind of speaks to the community in which we live. It's been around for a long time, but there's it's it's still up and coming and it's moving forward. They're 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 thick, they're bold, they're heavy, heavy letters. It speaks to the fact that we've existed in this community for 80 years, that there's some stability going on here, represented by the people that call this place home and by the message of Jesus that goes forth as part of our ministry. This circle, you'll see that it is open on the inside because we got room for people. We're not trying to close anybody out. We're saying, no, come on and get inside of here. So the circle is open on the inside. And what are we inviting them to come and be a part of this circle in? Well, it's represented by these two arrows to live for something more. The Christ walk is not about our life. It's about adopting the life of Jesus so that we rise above and we live on a higher plane. The color scheme is more reflective of the community in which we live. Kind of a, it's, it's really kind of a slate blue and this desaturated green that speaks to the, the flora and the fauna that are around us, that speaks to the, um, the connectivity that we have with the ocean, with the trees, that we see driving up and down uh, 200 each and every day on the back of those log trucks. It speaks to who we are as a people. And it's very much, you'll see it's kind of reminiscent of maybe like a, like a badge that you would get like on a, uh, when you're in scouts or something or like kind of outdoorsy. And that speaks to the fact that this is a community where we, we hunt and we fish and we go to the beach and we're, we're spending time outdoors and, and, and uh, soaking in the beauty of what God has given us. I know that every morning when I drive across the bridge to the office, and the sun's coming up and I get to look out over the island. Y'all, we live here. It's so awesome. And so it it represents um, really who we are as a people. More importantly than that, when we were walking through this process with Michael, the guy that helped us, he said, I want you to like your logo and your brand. I want the people of your community to love it. And so through hours of research and digging in, through his expertise, he said, the people of your community, they're going to be attracted to this. And then when they show up now, you have something to offer them because you have a strategy and a pathway that is clear and direct and distinct in place for them to take steps toward Jesus and to inspire them to follow after him. Here it is, another little look that you'll, a little bit different that you'll see. So this is, we call this the badge. And you'll see that it's got, 
It's actually the icon, the circle with the arrows, Christ Walk Church. It says, live for something more. That's our new tagline. It's what we want the community to know, that this is the place where you come and have an experience that, that you can begin to live for something more. It's got the two arrows that point to that. And then right here it says, Amelia Island, because, well, we're on Amelia Island. But as the Lord see, sees fit and as we're able to grow, and should we have other worship experiences and gatherings outside of just this physical location, it gives us an opportunity to then take Amelia Island and change that to Yuli or to Callahan or to Hilliard or wherever we might be that still connects that place to this place and those people to us. See, it's not just about our church as a whole, we also want to be sure that we are a place for families, that, that when we looked at the demographics of our community, the, the biggest up-and-comers are people that are mid-30s and they got kids at home. And so we've, we've kind of identified these people and we've even given them a name. These are the people that we're, we're trying to reach as, as, as our community over the next five to 10 years has an influx of, of people in this demographic is what it's projected. It's people in their mid-30s that are married and they have kids at home. We've, we've named uh, the husband or the, the man of the house, we've named him Carl Bailey. He's Christ Walk Carl. We're on Bailey Road, so it's Carl Bailey. So we talk about Carl Bailey a lot, all the time. And his wife is is Carla, and his kids are Carlos and Carlita, I don't know, like, but the Bailey family, and so we want to be sure that we have something for all members of their family, and so it's not just about the church as a whole, it's also about our next gen, so check out our new kids logo, we are now Christ Walk Kids, Christ Walk Kids, so you will see that this is something very fun, very adventurous. We want kids to know that church is a place where you come to have fun and you, you come to experience God in these, in these crazy cool ways and that there's, there's a place for them to belong and that there's a God that loves them and that they can know and have a relationship with him and, and that that's personified through these adult leaders who serve and, 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 and are the hands and feet of Jesus to these children. And you'll see that Christ walk kids. Kids is big because we want to know that kids, they're a big part of what we have going on right here. They're an important part. And it connects with, you'll see the circle with the arrows, the icon, because just because they're kids doesn't mean that they can't live for something more. You're going to give a fresh look for our families. But, but then what about when kids move out of elementary school and they jump up into our youth ministry? Well, this is the new look for Christ Walk Youth. You'll see that the words are kind of squished, or the letters are kind of squished together. Because we know that more than anything else, our young people need to be in tight-knit relationships. We want them to be well-connected with each other, with their friends. We want them to be well-connected with adults who are modeling what it means to follow Jesus Christ in front of them. We wanted something that would be classic, but yet that was a little bit kind of edgy, trendy, that would speak to today's youth generation. Um, you'll see that in the O, we have the, the, uh, the circle with the arrows. Again, our young people can live for something more. The connection to Christ walk. Why is Christ walk second? Because we want youth to know that they're important. That they're important here. It's, they're not something that's secondary. They are primary to what we are trying to accomplish here. And I also love this. There just happens to be 
a hidden cross right there in the logo because that's what we are calling our teenagers to live. You don't have to wait until you grow up to be a disciple of Jesus. You can do that now. And if you'll set the tone for that in your life right now, it'll make all the difference in the long run. Back to Christ Walk Church. Pretty cool, huh? So over the coming weeks, you'll see signage and banners and flags and things starting to change slowly and surely. You'll see orange kind of drifting away and more greens and slate blues and other colors start to come in and take their place. Don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not to to overshadow anything that we've had up to this point or to say that it wasn't good or that it didn't serve its purpose. But what got us here won't get us there. And so if we're gonna step into the new thing God has called us to for the next 80 years, we've gotta do some things that are different in order to reach the people that he is bringing our way. Amen? Amen. But it's not just about building a brand. It's not just about a cool logo. It's about being a part of and building something that is going to last. All of these things point to a spiritual legacy that we all have a responsibility to help create. Jesus talks about that in Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 37. He says, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, the gospel, then you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? See, when we talk about living for something more, the ironic part of it is that living for something more looks a whole lot like dying. Take up your cross. Give up your own way. Give up your life. To live for something more really means to die. Maybe I could put it this way. If you're taking notes, write this down. To live for something more, we must die to what is less. I don't want anybody to ever accuse me of some name it and claim it prosperity gospel that if you'll just come to this place and you'll go through these four steps and you'll do these things, nope, that ain't it. That'll help you. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you are living for yourself and the things that you want and the things that you desire, if we are living that way, it's only going to lead to death and destruction. But if we'll give up our own way, we'll live with open hands, we'll surrender everything to Jesus and we will live his way, then we will truly experience what it means to live for something more. To live for something more, we gotta die to what is less. 
We gotta die to the things that are taking away, that are, that are, 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 are trying, to, trying to draw away, draw us away. And instead, we've gotta to commit to go all in with Jesus. Let me just tell you, it's not the popular choice. And with each day that passes, the direction that we're headed in our country and in our world, it's going to get less popular and less popular and less popular. But I'm just here to tell you, it is the hands down best way that you could live. And I want that for you. I want it for your kids. I want it for your marriages. I want it for them. I can see it. I can see people all over this community dying to self and living for something so much more. I can see the impact of just a few people that gather together that choose to live this way. I can see the difference that they can make on behalf of their community. That because of us right here, because of us, if we'll make a commitment and we'll choose, we'll decide to live this way. Fernandina Beach, Amelia Island, Yulee, Callahan, Nassau County, it will never be the same. Can you see it? I can see it. I see people in this altar giving their life to Jesus Christ. I see people getting baptized and coming up out of the water, raised to life. I see people discovering who God has made them and how he's gifted them and the passions that they have inside them and, and taking those gifts and skills and their personality and those abilities and, and combining them with the mission and vision of this house for us to reach the ends of the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hearts and lives all over the place being changed just because we decided once and for all to stop living our way, start living his, to live for something more. It's not popular. It's not easy, but it's worth it. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Blake, that's the kind of life I wanna live. I'm ready to, I, I, I'm, re I'm all in, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to live that kind of lifestyle, but and you've never stepped into a relationship with Jesus. I wanna invite you to do that this morning. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm gonna pray this prayer and ask you to pray it along with me. If you need it, it's gonna be right here on the screen to my left. Today, you'd say, Pastor Blake, I'm ready to stop living for myself and I wanna live for something more. Maybe you're watching with us online this morning. Would you just pray this with me? Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner and that I'm lost without you. I believe that Christ died in my place, making a way for us to have a relationship. And I choose to follow Jesus and his way for the rest of my life. Father, I pray for all of those that are within earshot this morning. Lord, that you would help us not just to know you, Yes, we long for a relationship with you. But God, help us to take that relationship and, and move beyond it into finding community, to discovering our purpose, 
and to making a difference in the world around us with our lives. God, you've called us to live for something more. You've made a way. Help us to step into that and to choose to live your way instead of our own. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen.